You're listening to Gloomwatch, an actual play RPG podcast using the Monster of the Week system. Between waking and sleep, the sun setting and the stars shining, there's a space not light or dark. Twilight belongs to the restless dead, the selves that aren't there, those on the outside of the light reaching from the dark. Few can see into this shadowy space and push back the unwelcome trespassers. This is the echo, the quickly fading picture, the memory of a dream upon waking that is the record of those few. The Gloom Watch goes to their duty and we will try to remember them. In a dark cave, limbed with ice and frost, cavernous and rough-hewn walls encompass a shiny metallic floor that shimmers with a rainbow hue. Inside sits only a desk and a chair for furniture. A figure wearing a black suit that seems to be made of baggy plastic material sits in front of a dimming monitor on the desk. Another figure, dressed identically, approaches, and the seated man, for his voice seems to be male, turns to face it. Two, two, two. The seated figure says in greeting. Director King wants to know the status of the exalted work in 192021. We're calling it Apollo now. The standing figure frowns. You know the director doesn't like giving them nicknames. The seated figure shrugs. I like it. Their accomplishment should mean something even if it needs to go in the end. You didn't answer my question. I was tracking them when I spotted an ace disturbance in Spectaro. Spectaro again? It might be a good idea to deal with that place before it recurs. Just what I was thinking, and the director thought the same thing. Strange that she didn't mention it. There is a moment of silence in the cave, and then the head of the standing figure explodes with a muffled pop. The thin helmet and plastic face guard bulge outwards as the body slumps to the floor, and the seated figure turns back to the monitor, which slowly brightens. Hey everyone, I'm Muppet, and tonight I will be playing Morgan Roberts, your self-help psychic from YouTube, and I will be using the Spooky Playbook. And I'm Rake, your keeper of monsters and mysteries. Hi, I'm Tane, playing Elena Olivares, your full-time Advent Foundation legacy, part-time ghost tour guide, snarky witch, and I'm using the Initiate Playbook. And you're like adding to your your epithets. (laughs) I was thinking about changing, I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah snarky witch real american ninja and the key master uh so we do have to do a little ca- housekeeping because we forgot to do the end of session xp last time it was such an exciting ending i think we just sort of walked away from it uh so we're going to cover that very very quickly did we conclude the current mystery no did we save someone from certain death or worse Mm, not yet. Did you learn something new and important about the world? I can't think of anything, but I can. I could probably be convinced. I cannot think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, I guess. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Morgan has no self- sense of self-preservation. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> yeah, no, all I got is Aletta gets real bitchy when you destroy her shit. Well, I... I think that could be said for most people. So I guess I know why we didn't do end of session XP because none of those things happened. And so no XP. Hey, that's fair, but I just don't want us to get into the habit of forgetting. Uh, No, keep me honest. That that's a good idea. I, I wish you had learned something new and important about the world. I think you came really close to at least two of those things. So hopefully uh, this one will make up for 
for the last one. And speaking of this one, I believe where we left off, Sheriff Alvarez was in the car calling the bomb squad. You had arrived at the property of Liam, whom you're fairly certain is, if not behind the whole phenomenon of the box, Lozu's box, uh, at least is responsible for some part of it. Uh, you caught him on video uh, having conversations with several of the people that you suspect to have been affected by this particular phenomenon. And when you arrived at his property, you found a lot of bizarre sculptures of various pieces of what looked like discarded plastic and metal with the arms and limbs of mannequins and dolls sort of adorning them. And... Uh, after convincing the sheriff not to walk down the driveway because you spotted several red blinking lights sitting under some of these statues, which are quite close to the driveway, you began a sort of negotiation with Liam and also Metzli and Bart. Uh, Bart, you may remember, is Sully's uncle and the owner of the Kachina house, potentially. And those negotiations quickly broke down into Bart, drawing a knife, Metzli drawing a detonator, and Liam returning with a what looks like a prop katana, uh, or potentially a real one, but either way, it seems to cut sufficiently as both Morgan and Elena are now bleeding from wounds from either a hunting knife or a katana, if I recall correctly. A lot of bleeding. <laughs> yeah, how are how are uh elena and morgan looking these days let's start with morgan i'm not gonna lie morgan's looking a little unstable these days <clears throat> so how much harm have you taken five that's a lot that is that is a lot because you dot you're dead at seven is that right yes oh no so so morgan has a lot of uh she's got a wound on her back i think what are the other ones for him uh three were from getting sna- stabbed two were from close proximity to the car being blown up Wow, that happened uh, much earlier in that timeline, if I recall. So you never had first aid between the car blowing up and the confrontation at Liam's house, huh? I did not. We were at the hospital. If she was bleeding, they would have treated her too. Just saying. How does Elena look? I'm at three harm for the katana and a punch to the same shoulder, I think. Ouch. So that's there's probably some blood there, huh? Oh, death. Well, if I recall, <clears throat> as he's coming down the steps of his porch uh, with the that aforementioned bloody katana, Liam himself has a gunshot to the chest. From me. You're welcome. I don't think that Metzli has been hurt much. And aside from being clotheslined onto the gravel by, I think, by Morgan, uh, Bart isn't terribly hurt either. But you, with, you had wrestled the detonator away from Metzli... Elena and were attempting to grab Morgan out from underneath the statue that the box is currently resting on top of after being knocked through the air. And your goal was to get away and activate the detonator at the same time, if I recall correctly. Right. So that's definitely acting under pressure. Roll cool. Be so full. I am, cool. <laughs> I am rolling my cool, which I actually have. I hate you. I hate you. Never even look at my dice again. That would be five. And I have a question. Okay. You can have a question, but I presume you were trying to ask a question. Yeah, I was just making sure that you 
we were ready. Um, I have helping hand. Whenever I successfully help out another hunter, they get a plus two instead of a plus one. <laughs> Would that apply in this situation for Morgan if she ends up having to detonate the statue? It would if you were trying to help out, but you're not trying to help out. I mean, Fair. you're you're literally trying to help out, but the move to help out is when you say, I, you know, you specifically do something to help another hunter. And what you were trying to do was some Will Smith, bad boys, uh, kind of action hero stuff, which is admirable, um, but doesn't, al although it qualifies narratively as helping out another hunter, it doesn't. You know, you only get to make one move at a time, if that makes sense. Fair. And, you know, to uh, in defense of the system, if you had failed the help out roll, it would have resulted in the same sort of shenanigans. So you rush over to, well, first, Mark XP. Your goal was to rush over, pull, drag Morgan away from the statue, and then detonate it. Right. And Act Under Pressure says, on a miss, things go to hell. So... That could, I could, that could happen a couple of different ways. Ah, uh, what does go to hell mean in this case? So I think what happens is you, as you ru rush over to grab Morgan, you drop the detonator onto the gravel and you go to lift Morgan up and your feet slip out from under you. So you and Morgan are laying in the driveway next to the fallen detonator and next to Metzli, and next to the statue with the bomb under it, with the box on top of it. Liam jumps off of the porch, or finishes his descent from the porch, and comes directly at the two of you with his sword. Metzli picks up the detonator from the gravel, and starts to run back toward the porch. And Bart is going to stab down at Elena with his hunting knife uh, into your leg. So because of your armor, well... So normally the, a hunting knife swung with this amount of force would do two harm, but you have armor, right? Right. So you take one. And Morgan, as you look up, as Bart stabs down at your friend who is trying to pull you away, and you see Metzli with her other hand reach up toward the box, you see a smoky, sickly green serpent twine from out of the box down Metzli's arm directly toward her face. It doesn't seem to be in any hurry. It's as though a demon serpent was going for a pleasant walk in the park. What are you doing, Morgan? I am going to try and encourage the snake to not make its way into Metzli and for her to miss the box somehow. I want to try and jinx her, which, which is uh, a spooky move. Yeah, what's that move do again? You've only used that once before. Uh, it says you can encourage coincidence coincidences to occur the way you want them. When you jinx a target, roll plus weird on a ten plus hold two and a uh, seven to nine hold one. On a miss, the keeper holds two over you to be used in the same way. And then there's a small list okay. of things. Yeah, roll weird then. Uh, and you need to tell me what you're doing to to make that happen. Uh, I am going to scrabble for a handful of rocks and kind of like throw them in Metzli's direction to try and get her attention. Well, that would be the mundane way to distract somebody, but you're not doing that, are you? I mean, unless you want to act under pressure. No, my goal is to see if I can, like, throw a rock through the snake and get it to dissipate and go back into the box. Because <laughs> it's not a real snake. So would real rocks hurt it? Anything I mean, is if possible you're... if you believe hard enough. <laughs> yeah. Is there some outward uh, 
evidence that 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 your belief is imbuing the rocks that you're throwing like a jinx spooky move is not just throwing rocks at things right no i'm gonna try and grab a handful of rocks that have my blood on them because i i know my blood can manipulate things or at least so far Mm. evidence is proved that's pretty cool i think when you pick up the bloody rocks there is a maybe not visible to anybody but you you yourself can see your own sort of energy um lingering in your blood what is what what does that look like it sort of looks like violet um i want to say like powder fine glitter that reflects in the blood like if you were to look at blood under a microscope you could see at the center of the cell a sparkle to it it has a violet sheen to it. Okay, roll your weird. Let's roll that weird. Ha ha ha! Uh, five and five. Ten. <laughs> That's good. Plus two is twelve. Fuck you, Metzley. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you get to hold two from that list then, and I think if I understand correctly, the first one you're going to pick is to interfere what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Uh, yes, that is that is one of them. <laughs> and what do you want to do with your other hold? I want the target to lose something that I will soon find. <laughs> Okay. Well, she's got something that you really want to find in her other hand. So as the this sort of small cloud of bloody gravel imbued with your energy, it like clouds through the air in front of Metzli in the box, you see her kind of shriek as some of it like sparks off of her. That purple energy, that violet spark sort of pops like pop rocks when it hits her the serpent withdraws as though in shock or pain uh, away from her and she drops the detonator liam comes at this point has gotten right up to morgan's feet and is holding the sword over his head in order to strike down with both hands at morgan and bart starts scrambling in the gravel for the detonator while metzley tries to figure out what just happened to her Elena, what are you doing? I'm half on top of Morgan. You're underneath. You're underneath Morgan. Oh, okay. I'm going to reach out for uh, Liam's ankles, and I want to get him off his feet. He can't stab or da- he can't stab downward if he's on his back. That makes sense. That sounds like acting under pressure. Eight. Okay. So you you try to. It sounds. So you said you wanted to grab Liam's feet. So to do that, you'd have to sort of reorient yourself underneath Morgan. Okay. So I think if you do that, you're basically just going to knock the detonator into Bart's hand at that point. But you can do it. Can I see? Can I? If I were to glance around, would to take stock of the situation, would I be able to see that? Yeah, I think so. Then I'm going to. Sh- I would. I will shimmy out from under Morgan and climb on top of her. I will be her armor. Well, your choice is to do the thing that you set out to do or don't, essentially. You can't switch your act under pressure move to protect somebody in the middle of it. I don't want them to have the detonator, though. But you also don't want Liam to cut Morgan in half. And Morgan's not looking great. You don't know if she could survive it if uh, Liam is able to do this. Screw it. We'll get the detonator back from the old man. I'm going to do it. Okay. You pull Liam off his feet, Mark picks up the detonator and turns to look at Metzli with a grin. Liam oofs onto the ground uh, and 
he's going to immediately try to scramble back up to his feet, but that's going to take him a minute. Morgan, what are you doing? I am going to try and get out of Elena's way. (laughs) Okay, but that's, is that all you want to do? Is it possible to try and blind uh, Liam with like a handful of dirt in order to get away? Well, Liam's on the ground. He's on his back. Uh, Elena has pulled his feet out from under him. You, If all you want to do is get away, you can totally get away. But the old man has the detonator and the bitch has the box. <laughs> no, she doesn't have the box. It's still hanging on the statue. I have a question. Okay. Am I closer to Bart and the detonator or Metzli and the box? Bart and the detonator are pretty much right next to you. The box is kind of above you, so it's kind of the same distance between you and the box and you and Bart. Metzli is a bit further away. Okay, I'm going to get up and try to get the box and close it and then run away with the box. Okay, I think that Bart's probably not going to stand by and and let you do that, but the only way he has to stop you is the knife that's in his hand, unless he wants to use the detonator, um, which I don't think he's interested in blowing up the box himself, Liam. So uh, I think you'll need to act under pressure to do that. Please be cool. Please be cool. Please be cool. Seven. Okay. You know that if you reach for that box, you're probably going to get a little bit stabbed. Do you still want to do it? Yes, because I don't want them to have the box. All right. You reach out, grab the box. Bart stabs out at you with his knife, but you're pretty quick. You only get a little bit of a a nick on your arm for one harm and your plan was to book it down the driveway toward the sheriff's car. Yep. (laughs) And as you're making your way in that direction with the box in your hand, you see Sheriff Alvarez get out of the car and he is standing behind his door uh, and bringing up his weapon, his pistol. As soon as you touched the box, it didn't prevent you from starting your run, but you immediately heard a familiar voice. Oh, hello. Hi, can we have this conversation in like five minutes? (laughs) I don't know. Minutes. Cursing as you start running down the driveway, Bart turns and throws the box to Metzli. Or sorry, I I meant he turns and throws. (laughs) Cursing as you run down the driveway, Bart turns and throws the detonator to Metzli. Liam is starting to scramble to his feet. Elena, what are you doing? (sighs) Getting as far away from Metzli and the detonator as humanly possible. Describe how you want to do that. I am going to get to my feet and with my, with my pistol that, or well, my gun that I still have, I'm going to provide fire for both of us as I run back to the core. You're gonna, so you're just going to sh- like shoot over your shoulder without looking? Yup, I don't care at this point. Okay, act under pressure. So you, you jump up, you turn running down the driveway, and you hear a sound. Morgan, as you're up reaching the sheriff's side, you're sort of pushed from the back a little bit and you feel a lot of heat behind you right after you hear a gunshot. So, Elena, you're going to take three harm from the explosion. Puts me at dead. Uh, oh, really? What? Don't you have armor? So I would take the two instead of the three? Yeah, that's how armor works. Okay. So you take three harm from the explosion, which leaves you, what, one left, basically? Yep. So you are... The good news is you are thrown forward in the direction you were trying to go, basically face down into the driveway in front of the sheriff's vehicle. Morgan, you look back in time to see Bart 
Metzli and Liam all thrown in the same direction as several statues in the front yard all explode at the same time. There's fire and smoke everywhere, <laughs> dirt and dust and gravel kicked up from all over the yard, a lot of it bouncing off the hood of the sheriff's car. He steps around you to grab Elena and says, open the back door. I open the back door. <laughs> and he puts Elena in the back seat who's probably still conscious but dazed, and he gets in the driver's seat, what are you going to do? I'm getting in the back seat with Elena, and I'm closing the door, and I'm going to stuff the box into my bag. As you're doing that, he screeches out of the driveway in reverse, and you can, well, you're not, like, paying attention, so you're trying to put the box into the bag, into your bag? Yes. And it's... It's been basically talking to you since you picked it up, even after you said, can we have this conversation five minutes from now? It says, you heart can fix. As the car starts to pull out of the driveway and you start fumbling with the lit, the top of your bag to try to shove the box into there, it says, Liam will escape. Find us unless you stop him. Can help. You're just going to throw the box in your bag? No, I'm going to stop and carefully weigh my choices as the player curses our choices. Give blood. You can make more. We'll stop the pain. Make you stronger than them. Can stop them so they can't hurt anyone else. Is, is Are the other two paying attention to me? Elena's probably not paying attention to too much. She probably has a great view of the ceiling of the sheriff's car and the little cage that separates the front and back seat. And the sheriff seems to be intent on driving away from the property as fast as he can. He kind of looks over at you in the passenger seat and back at the lady he goes, <clears throat> we got to get you y'all to a hospital quick. The bomb squad was is still coming, but I, I guess... It's going to be more the fire department here pretty quick. He gets on the radio and he starts calling in codes to have the fire department come out. Are you doing anything in the back seat there, Elena? Bleeding quietly. <laughs> He's got pretty hair. The sheriff. She's not doing anything. She's like hurt. Okay. Are you doing anything else, Morgan? I am. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get. I'm going to die for this later. Uh, I'm going to hold any of my bleeding appendages over the box and bleed into the box. No! <laughs> As you open the box... Like a professional. <laughs> you see the sort of semi-transparent, ghostly green smoke form of the serpent kind of rise up out of it like a cobra from a basket. And its tongue darts across your blood as it falls into the box. And you don't see when your blood lands inside the box, it just sort of soaks into the interior and doesn't even leave a trace. There's no mark or wet spot or anything. It just seems like it disappears. And suddenly every painful wound and and thing that you've suffered in the last 24 hours kind of fades away to like a dull sensation. It doesn't go away completely, but you know that it could go away completely if you just offered a little more and certainly at this point it won't hinder you much at least until further notice you won't actually die until you're at nine harm 
you are never considered unstable. I mean, your your wounds are never considered unstable. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to actually make Morgan a stable person. Uh, and you're basically walking around with one armor or the equivalent of one armor regardless. So if anybody could see Morgan in the front seat right after this little offering, she suddenly looks right as rain, despite all the blood and, and burn marks and everything all over her. The sheriff pulls over to the side of the road and he goes, I, I've got to, if I don't stop her bleeding, she is going to die. And he goes to the back of the car, uh, comes back with a, with a first aid kit and starts trying to bind up the obviously bloody and terrible wounds that, um, Elena has, uh, suffered so you can see a giant plume of smoke a column really start to form over the liam residence from where you're sitting in the passenger seat there you have to look over your shoulder but you can see it morgan you can hear the very distant sound of sirens while the sheriff is trying to fix up elena are you doing anything is there a way i can help keep Elena alive without offering her blood to Lozu too, because she will envy. <laughs> I totally will. That's a good question, I guess. You could possibly learn the answer to that if you want to read a bad situation. I think I would like to do that. Okay, here we go. Rolling. Nine. Okay, nine will let you hold one. Would Elena be considered a victim in this situation? <laughs> I don't think hunters are generally considered victims, no. But there could be victims. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep that as what is the best way to protect the victims? Well, you're sitting here in the passenger seat of the sheriff's car in this sort of disassociative, disassociative haze. You know that you are hurt and that you know if you made a, another offering or a better offering that you wouldn't even know that you were hurt. And there is a sort of hum a kind of song stuck in your head that you can't quite remember and you're no stranger to introspection and psychic phenomenon so you know that your urge to just get rid of your pain entirely and this sort of feeling of, of invulnerability isn't natural it Clearly, it's not natural, but it isn't. It's all part of the same sort of seduction. But you're constantly bringing yourself out of it by reminding yourself, Elena, your friend needs you you to pay to to pay attention to be to be better. That even though you could get rid of your pain, it's there to tell you that you're in danger. You're you're quite capable of keeping your head despite the fact that that this that Lozu or his box has sort of influenced you. And it occurs to you that if you could reach or get through to, to an, another victim of Lozu by making them think the same way of bringing them clarity in some form that you might be able to free them from its influence. You're contemplating these ideas. Elena, you can recover one harm and you and you are stable the sheriff has patched you up as best he could and that turns out to be better than nothing he kind of breathes a little bit as he like finishes attaching the last like bandage and looking down at you and goes well uh, we should definitely get you to a hospital but it, it looks like we're going to be able to make it there and you can hear this conversation happening in the back seat morgan as you're thinking about 
how what you could possibly do to help those affected by the box or by Lozu. And that song begins to become more and more clear. There's there are voices in the song and a lot of drums and you have an impulse to to remember it, to, to connect with it and really understand where it's going. What do you do? I try to recall the song. I try to follow that that music wherever it's going to take me on this psychic journey <laughs> because it seems relevant. Okay. You start to, to listen to it. You close your eyes and try to concentrate. You start to hear these voices. They're speaking a language you don't recognize. Or I should say they're chanting a language you don't recognize. At first, you just see these pulses of green and smoky light every time the drums hit. And then other colors, red, dark red, blood red, and cosmic, like twilight in the swamp, kind of blue moonlight through the fog as each voice starts to chime in with the drums. And the drum beat starts to coalesce, not in some abstract way, but in a more rhythmic pattern into a great serpent. Not this little thing that you've seen come out of this box, but something larger and larger still. And you are standing in the middle of a circle. You are standing in the middle of a circle lined by a huge bonfire. And around the bonfire are people. Some of them are human, some of them are not. It seems to be in a swamp or a forest of some sort. Great, huge ferns as tall as a two-story building. Giant trees with moss dripping off of them like green and fuzzy waterfalls. Everything hard to make out in the dim light of the fire as these people dance and stand and chant around this fire. And the serpent twines around one of them and other creatures roam the shadows behind them a great bird with an axe-like beak twice as tall as a man a bear the size of a bus a great cat with saber-like fangs stalks the shadow a creature that looks like a cross between a, a man and a gorilla and something that scuttles Something maybe the size of a, a large dog with lobster-like pinchers and a fanned tail. And the shadows pulse and wave around you. And there is a person who approaches the fire and the animals begin to come closer with them, passing through the people around them that just turn gray and freeze as though frozen in time. And the man, or what you thought was a man, that comes up to the fire wearing that wears a headdress of what look like ebony feathers, shiny like they're made of minerals, stands there with his chest covered in six colored paint, lifting up the dead form of a child to the moon above as the smoke rises above the campfire. And you see his eyes, and they are not human. And that is when you arrive back in the truck or in the sheriff's car. 
out of character. That was super cool. And the sheriff's door closes and he starts up the engine and heads and continues to head toward the hospital. He looks over at you, Morgan, and he goes, y'all doing okay over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything hurts, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. None of this is fine. Uh, I'm going to close the box and proceed to put it back in my bag. Okay. Is she alive? Is she going to be alive? Is she alive and she's very, very angry. I would be. I think she's uh, definitely suffering shock. You know, I'm not a medical professional, but uh, I would agree with you right now. He uh, he seems to think, like, remember something. He picks up the radio and you hear him talking to someone. Actually, you hear Lila's voice briefly as he says, uh, as he, ba- you could hear him basically ask uh, Lila to, to make sure that the deputies set up roadblocks around the property and to warn the bomb squad and the fire department that there might be an active shooter. You actually hear him say active and he kind of looks over and he goes shooter and he just shrugs and he hangs the, the radio back up on the, uh, on the hook and he goes, I don't know, shooter. What the fuck ever. Crazy people with samurai swords and knives and whatever else Metzli has cooked up over there on that property. Does it's going to be a minute before we arrive. Do you think they're okay? Normally, I would say no. But based on everything that's happened in the last couple of days, they're, I mean, define okay. Do you think they're alive? Yeah, I think they are alive. So what do we do to, uh, like, unwhammy them? How do we make them stop being psychotics? Destroy the box. I get the box. I have it, but I think we need to figure out exactly what this thing is before we can safely dispose of him. It. How do you suppose we do that? We need to find somebody who has a really big library of occult knowledge. I'm surprised you don't know anyone like that already. I didn't really make those sort of friends out here and i don't think the town's very happy with us <laughs> blowing up their uh barkeeper's house oh what what are we gonna tell the people what are you gonna tell the people <sighs> meth lab oh i like that one maybe you could reach out to your friends on the internet see if any one of them have like a library or something i think i'll do that after we stop the the blood and the and get you not mostly dead. <laughs> okay. Well, if you do nothing else, you eventually arrive at the only urgent care facility in Spectero. What's that like? I mean, there's probably at least one doctor in Spectero, right? And they might run some sort of practice. I think he's turned like an old hacienda into into like an urgent care facility. Like... The guest rooms are patient rooms. The dining hall uh, is where everybody eats. But like, I don't know. I've only ever been to one hacienda in my life. And that was a very long time ago. And I forgot what the layout was. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Uh, Yeah, I think that Dr. Fisher runs the Bueno Urgent Care Center, which obviously also it. Uh, as a clinic, there is a a zio a zia with a caduceus, so like you know, a a sun symbol with uh, twined twin snakes climbing up it. A big 
lit up sign on the road outside. This is probably just on the edge of town, just just past the self storage and the RV park. And having called ahead, um, Elena and and Morgan can get seen by by Doctor Fisher pretty pretty much right away. I will gladly get the medical care. I too would like medical care. <laughs> Yeah, so old man, gray hair, big nose, weird looking glasses uh, that he wears on a sort of a, he has like a blue and gray like plastic, um, like sports strap around his glasses, but they're clearly not the kind of glasses you would wear to play racquetball. And he recommends that you, uh, you know, gives you some prescriptions for pain and infection and says that you need to rest and the way that works the way that works in the game is you gain you will get better by one point of harm for every day of rest Uh, but you'll gain you'll each gain back a point immediately from the medical attention you've received while you're being uh attended to by doctor uh by doctor Fisher, while you're being attended to by doctor Fisher, the sheriff is outside the hallway you can hear him on his phone and he comes back uh, eventually when you are both uh, when you've both been treated and are ready to, you know, do something else, be be that get a ride home or get a ride to some other location. The sheriff says, well, the bomb squad did find a few other things that hadn't been detonated yet. So I guess we I guess we got there in time to prevent the entire place from going up in flames. The fire department put out most of the fires are mostly brush fires. If it wasn't for this drought, it would have been not that actually not that big a deal. But there aren't any signs of uh of our friends, nobody's come in or gone out, at least not by the normal roads. So do you think they're still there or do you think they headed out? Well, I feel like unless they're in some kind of secret bunker or something, they must have left. Do you think we should search Liam's property? If there's anything to search, I assume a lot of it is now charcoal. Well, if we don't have anything else to go on, that would make the most sense. But, you know, I feel like that's a job for the local sheriff and that you two might need to go home and get some rest before you have any other adventures. I do miss my bed. You're not planning on going out there tonight, are you? Yeah, that was the plan. Wear a vest. Wear a helmet. Well, I I am wearing a vest. And then he kind of rubs his hands across his hair and puts his hat back on and goes, I will never wear a helmet. Just to keep in mind, if you... Get yourself killed. I'm going to have to, like, track you down and punch you in the face. I think she means be careful. Be safe. Don't take any unnecessary risks. And in fact, maybe bring a lot of backup. What in what I said did not imply all of that. The finding him in the afterlife and punching him in the face. That that kind of gets people a little confused sometimes. Just throwing that out there. Well, I, I don't know how much discouragement having my ghost punched in the face will be for be uh, to, you know, take any risks, but we have to figure out what, what they're going to do before they do something worse. So I'll go ahead and investigate. I promise I will let you know as soon as I find out anything of use. And if y'all want to go and uh, do also not try to die, that would be helpful to me. Yeah. About that. Um, I still don't have a car anymore. So would, would you mind dropping oh. me off? <laughs> I absolutely yeah I'll take I'll take you both wherever you want to go on my way out and so I presume that you all go outside and get in the sheriff's car yes yep okay so on the way to who which one of you would 
would need would be closer to the sheriff's department. Probably me. Yeah. Okay. So on and the way to go ahead, Muppet. I was just gonna say my car is at Elena's house. So on the way to Elena's house, um, on the way to Elena's house, there is a call on the radio, and you hear Lila say, "Uh, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff." Bart Jacobs is here to see you. He says he wants to testify against Liam or something. And Sheriff Alvarez looks like he furrows his brow and he's like, did you say Bart Jacobs? Yeah, he's here in the he's here in the office. He looks like he's been like set on fire or something. Uh, Okay, Lila, go ahead and have him take a seat. And why don't you get one of the deputies to keep an eye on it? And about then is when you pull up to Elena's house. I mean, I'm not tired if you need to go to the station for whatever reason. I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, we are involved in this and we have to corroborate his story. And weren't y'all supposed to like go home and not get killed? We're going to go to the sheriff's office. Where else would we be safer? At home? Alone and unprotected. Liam's already blown up her car. Okay. You can go with me if each of you has a helmet. Deal. (laughs) All right. Where is it? Where's your helmet? Wait, you're not going to give us one? <laughs> I don't I don't own any helmets. Oh, I don't have There's a helmet in the garage. <laughs> oh, see? So give us a minute. <laughs> now, why would Elena have a helmet in her garage? She has at least one. Because it comes with... <laughs> I would assume it would come with the armor. No. No, I don't think so. Does she have any bicycle helmets? Because <laughs> he never specified nope. what kind of helmet. <laughs> don't I don't remember Elena ever having a bicycle. <laughs> So sure goes, Sheriff goes, well, okay, no helmets. Guess you got to stay home. Go on, get out. Fine. And Morgan will get out of the car. <laughs> Petulant and sad. I mean. So you want the, so the sheriff is determined to kick you out of his car without helmets, which you suspect is a ruse. What do you do? I get out of the car because I don't have a helmet. <laughs> but your car is parked in front of Elena's house. Yes. I will also get out of the car since it is, in fact, my house. <laughs> Okay, and he uh, waves to you as he drives away. Es mejor que he goes himself, and before we we go anywhere near my house, we look at your car, we look at... You want to make sure nothing has a bomb attached to it? Basically! Yeah, you do as thorough an inspection as you can, and as far as you can tell, nothing is trapped. That's exactly what I would expect you to tell me. Once you've trapped my or bombed my house. So let's get that thing inside, take a look at and try to figure out how to get rid of it. Okay, okay, okay. Are you are you sure we can go inside the house? Is it safe? As far as I can tell, yes. Just making sure. Uh I I wait for her to unlock the door. Because <laughs> I don't live here. I will let us inside. Yeah, what are you what are you doing? I go in, I go to the living room, I sit down very gingerly, I pull out the box, and set it on the I assume she has a coffee table. I do. It's nice. Meanwhile, I'm going to go make us some coffee. It's going to be a long night. What are you doing? Sorry, I was trying to catch up my notes. You said my first attempt at looking up anything related to Lozu didn't go well. Right. You, If you Google the word Lozu, you don't find anything that seems relevant. Elena, I have a really awful set of choices before me. Orange is not your color. I'm a bit offended, but no, no, not. It has nothing involving prison or jail or anything like that, I don't think. Go on. I think we have to talk to it. Mm, I don't think so. I don't I, I don't I don't have anything to say to it. By we I meant me. 
You don't have anything to say to it either? Yes, but we don't know what it is. We don't know how to get rid of it safely without unleashing it upon the rest of the world. And who's to say that that wouldn't be even worse than the current situation we're in? And what if by talking to it, it wants you to, I don't give it a toe, teeth. What else did we lose on Sully? Your lack of faith in me is kind of hurtful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm wounded. I have feelings, you know. Uh-huh. <sighs> so... Help me move the couches. We're going to need a we're going to need to roll up the rug and then use salt, candles, holy water, and whatever whatever you do. I just wanted on record that I think this is a terribly bad idea. I said it was a terribly bad idea before we even got started. The other thing is is I try to reach out to any random person on the internet and see if any of them are willing to lend me their occult library. Which also seems like a terrible idea. And would get me kidnapped. I already said I would help you. Just help me move the couches. Okay, so I guess the plan is to take the time to set up, set up a proper, uh, like, containment circle of some kind. Okay, what's your, what are you, <clears throat> what are you trying to do with this containment circle? I mean, just keep the, keep Lozu from doing something? From breaking the, sh- what I assume is the bond with the box and escaping out any window fireplace cracking the floor um okay i without any actual information you're just sort of guessing right so what do you guess will will help with that well elena said sir a circle of salt and holy water um i'm gonna add uh quartz crystals to the cardinal directions okay so you do all that and then what do you do i'm going to step into the circle with the box i'm going to put it in the center i'm going to sit down and then i'm going to take a deep breath and then open the box (laughs) and where is elena while you're doing this i will be standing outside of the circle in the living room spear in hand ready to kill the thing if it tries to come out the box okay so what do you do i am going to try to tune into the box so roll weird and you do need to tell me how you tune into the box. I am going to clear my mind of all thought, and then I'm going to put my hand on, hands on the outside of the box as I'm opening the lid. Okay, so you're doom-scrolling TikTok while opening the box. Got it. <laughs> yes. Twelve altogether. A six, a four, and a two. Yes. Okay. Hold three from your list. How can I attract its attention? I mean, I think you have it. its attention. You fit, you are in physical possession of the item that it's bound to, and you have already offered it blood. You know that its attention can be easily achieved by being in pain. This is going to sound real dumb, but I'm going to take a safety pin off of my bag, and I'm going to stab myself in the finger. <laughs> that does sound real dumb. You... Don't, I mean, you know that you've stabbed yourself and you're vaguely aware that it has happened, but you don't really feel it in a way that hurts you. Hmm. That seems like a later Morgan problem. (laughs) Note to future Morgan, fuck you. Um, I guess mentally I'm going to try to call out to it. I want to engage in conversation. Would you please just talk to me? What does it want to say? What did you do to me? Took away pain. Why do you do this? Why do you take the pain of others? And you know you still have two more hold on your tune-in, right? I do. Want to help helping. What is it planning to do right now? Well, you don't think it's helping. 
you think it has some ulterior motive for helping. And in your very limited knowledge of these types of entities, they're, they usually are after something more intangible than, you know, they don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. They don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's it's tougher than steel. I'm sorry, it's tougher than diamond, but rich like cream. Stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream? <laughs> no. It'll make a good a bad one good and make a right one wrong. It's the power of souls that keep you home at night. Where do you come from? Where do you go? Cotton Eye Joe. Those who's of this world, this place, not like it. Morgan will help. Liam, Bart, Sully, you help. Lozu is of your world. Should be free. You want to help Lozu. Don't want to help it. It? What is it? <laughs> it's it. I I heard that the second I opened my mouth. <laughs> do you want to do you want to spend a hold or just ask it what it is? I want to spend a hold, but I don't know, like, of the of the questions listed, I don't know what would be the most appropriate. I guess, I guess it would be, where's the cr- creature right now? But I have a feeling it's right in front of me. So is that what you want to spend your hold on? No, I'm actually going to spend it on who's it going to attack next. Well, it asked you for your help and promised to help you. So you think the answer is you. And that was your third, right? It was. Morgan will help. Help you with what? Morgan will make offering. What will the offering do? Make Morgan strong. No pain. Save Lila. What, what's going to happen to Lila? It doesn't respond to that question. So what do you do? Uh, on the one hand, I want to save Lila. On the other hand, I don't want to be possessed. This is a real hard choice here. Hey, Elena. What? Do you have, like, Neosporin and really big band-aids? Why? Because I'm going to try to save Lila. How? Like this. And I'm going to take my big knife, which I do have, and I'm going to make an incision on the top of my arm so I can still have full use of my hands, but be able to bleed and not worry about cutting veins and tendons and all sorts of important bits. I would like to stop her. <laughs> okay. Oh. I am going to try to take the knife away from her. You're just going to l- jump into the circle and try to snatch the knife out of her hand? Yep. Act under pressure. That is a nine. So you're aware that if you do this, you might break the carefully constructed little circle that you and her created. Yeah, but uh, I know what we've seen happen to people who have willingly given pieces of themselves to the box. And I don't want her to become like them. So you're going to do it anyway, knowing that you might break the circle? Yep. Okay. So you pull out a knife from somewhere, Morgan? Right? Uh, yeah, it's in my bag, which is next to me. Okay, all right. And as you do that, Elena dashes across the circle, knocking over a candle, scuffing some of the salt, and snatches the knife out of your hand. What do you think you're doing? I'm trying to save Lila. Give that back. And I'll, I'll, I'll get up to try and get my knife from her, although she's like eight feet taller than me, so this is not going to work well. I am going to put the knife away behind me. 
and close the buck. We're done with this. If Lila's in trouble, then it should be the sheriff and us taking care of it, not this thing. And that's your argument, Melina? We're done with this? Well, I mean, she could go on, but that seems kind of pointless. Okay. Morgan, what do you do? I am trying to consider my choices. I don't. I'm trying to get information from this slow zoo. There is a threat to Lila that is unknown. Are you are you talking to yourself, me, or Elena? I guess myself. I'm trying to figure this out because I don't know what to do in this situation. I mean, Elena, how do you know, or what what do you know that I don't? Because I've never encountered a creature like this. It's possessing people and making them kill other people. What else do I need to know about it? It is an evil thing. We we fight and get rid of evil things. But we don't even know what it is. It's a monster. It's a demon. It's something. And those words are not, none of them are good. Yes, but each one has a different way of ending its abilities and its hold on people. And all of them are vastly different. Monster truck, <laughs> monster energy drink. <laughs> if we do the wrong thing, it could backfire and severely hurt a lot of people. You have seen how it chooses to help people. We have put bodies in the morgue because of it. I don't understand. I don't understand why you're... And she pauses. <laughs> what happened in the house? Did you already make a bargain with this thing? And no, I stabbed Liam and I took the box and I ran. And then I tripped. And then I got stabbed. And then he tried to save me. And then... You know how the rest of that ended. Fire screaming. And you're sure you're not under its sway? I, I don't think I am. Then why does it matter for right now that we know everything about it when it when you just said we needed to save Lila? We should be calling the sheriff and giving him a warning or going down there and helping them out. All right, fine, fine. Call the sheriff then. And you promise you're not going to go stabby, stabby, cut something off, pull teeth out, whatever. Hold on a second. Because didn't we have a custom move somewhere for the whole Winchester keep a secret thing? Oh, we did. We did. I just don't know if I, re if I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm trying to find it now. I have to go back to like November to find it, I think. Okay, I found it. Okay, we should definitely write this down. I'm creating a doc called the Keep a Secret Custom Move in the Gloom Watch folder. <clears throat> okay, I will put this in the show notes. <laughs> so we're going to use the custom move Keep a Secret from the Cast Black Productions YouTube video linked in the show notes. And it sounds like Morgan is attempting to withhold information from a fellow hunter. That would be Elena. So you can roll charm or cool, whichever is higher. Tell us what you get. Well, they're a, both a plus one, but charm is supposedly my bread and butter. So we're going to go with charm. Rolling. Rawhide. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the secret wheel. Five. <laughs> cool. Mark XP. So on a five... The Inquirer chooses which question you are going to answer about the secret. So, Elena, you get to choose one of these. Why are you keeping this a secret? What sort of evil does the secret involve? What does the Inquirer know that might help uncover it? Or what is the short, bastardized, but still technically accurate version of the secret? Well, Rake, I think I'm going to go with the short, bastardized version. <laughs> All right, Morgan. So while you're <laughs> so during the middle of this discussion about why I don't even remember it's been so long now. So, Morgan, uh, you have to come up with a response that actually 
gives away the short, bastardized, but still technically accurate version of your secret. Right. Um, here it goes. Uh, I may fuck this up, so bear that in mind. Yes, because I am going to pull teeth, which I need to eat and speak to people, to drop into a box that I've already bled into, even though I'm trying to save somebody's life, and I'm trying to figure all of this out, and you weren't you're not offering up any useful information on how to get information other than just saying, no, I'm not going to do this, and you're not going to do this either. Back the truck up. You bled into the box? And when? that's where we're stopping. Oh. Just for now. <laughs> Morgan's dead. <laughs> so we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for playing. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Credit to Michael Sands, the creator of the Monster of the Week role-playing system. If you're interested in the game, check it out at evilhat.com. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for use of his performance of the Dance Macabre in our intro and outro music. If you like what you heard or you have feedback you'd like to share, feel free to review us wherever you can or email us at gloomwatch at googlegroups.com. For show notes and other random bits, visit our website at gloomwatch.com. Special thanks to Sirenscape for the amazing atmosphere and music. Make sure you check them out at www.sirenscape.com. That's Sirenscape with a Y. Sirenscape's sound and music can make every game better. Good day, evening, or afterlife. We'll meet again in the next episode.